0: like that happens I remember Mm -hmm. um I was just chilling I was watching TV (laughs) and like I see my neighbors like going down the stairs and I'm like huh that's okay like (laughs) a couple go down and then more go down and I'm like okay this is okay what's going on here but I don't I don't know um and like now my instincts are like is like, are we, are we in danger? Like, what's, what's going on? Welcome to the Femme Noir Nomads podcast,
1: a podcast that explores the unique experiences of Black women solo travelers and digital nomads. We feature inspiring stories from location-independent women who have challenged stereotypes and created communities for women of color all over the world. Our guests share their travel tips and insights on how to navigate cultural differences and build financial stability all while traveling the world as solo Black women. What's up, everybody? It's Kim K. Blake, and today is very exciting because I have my first podcast guest. Her name is Sylvia Marantis, and she is a young lady that I traveled a little bit within Mexico and she is on a sabbatical and I thought that she would be the perfect first guest to have because she was very instrumental in uh, me getting this podcast off the ground. Uh, She was very encouraging in helping me to um, hone my ideas for this podcast. And I'm very happy to have her as my first uh, podcast guest interview uh, we talk about our experiences traveling in Mexico and we also talk about her sabbatical. So I hope that you guys enjoy. Hello, Sylvia. Hi, Kim. How are, how are you?
2: I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being my first guest on my podcast. And um, I think that you are the perfect guest to be the first one, because in some ways, this podcast would not even exist if it wasn't for you. So um, I think that because of that, I think that makes me the, the perfect person for me to talk to first, because you oh. have been so instrumental in me getting this off the ground. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for saying that. That was very very
2: kind of you to say that. No problem. Well, it's the truth. It's the truth. So um, I guess we should start by uh, telling everybody how we met and the fact that uh, we are actually, even though we're talking to each other on the podcast, we are actually in the same place. Right now, we are both in Playa del Carmen and uh, we have been uh, traveling Kind of traveling together for what the last few weeks, I think, yeah, so well, two, three weeks, yeah, something like that. So, um, I'm going to let you tell your version of how we ended up <laughs> being in Mexico at the same time because we didn't we didn't come together. So it just kind of happened. So i'm gonna I know what my recollection of it is, but I'm gonna let you um
0: say, what yours is. Sure. Um, So I was talking to someone, Rachel, um, someone we uh, both met at a um, meetup. um, And I told her that I was going to be in Merida um, around the same time that you were. And I guess she remembered her conversation with you. So she connected the two of us. and we made plans to see each other once we got to Merida I came Monday night, and then Tuesday morning, um I just i guess i I saw you, and I was like, "Hey, let me just say hi." Um, we were in the same hostel, and I just um was like, "You look cool. Let me just say hi." <laughs> and <laughs> um you uh told me your name was Kim, and I was like, "Wait. I know a Kim who's in Merida at this time. Are you, are you that same Kim? And um, that was, yeah, that was how we met in person. That was was was, really funny.
2: (laughs) That was, it was because um, I know we were, we were like communicating online and I remember um, you were saying, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you up when you, when I get there. So we can like meet for coffee or drinks or whatever, because um, whenever I'm traveling solo, I'm always like looking to try to meet up with other Black women that are traveling solo. So um, we ended up being right next to each other in the same room at the same hostel, which is which is crazy. I guess like it was it was meant for us to meet up. So
0: so yeah, it was. I thought that was <laughs> like what are the odds? Like literally the bunk that's next to mine. Like that's... right like hilarious. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we ended up, uh, being in the same hostel in the same room in Merida. And, um, I guess we could just not to, not to draw this story out, but we both were having the same experience in Merida that we felt like nobody else was having with the fact that <laughs> that Merida is so ridiculously hot. (laughs) That it is. Yes. And we both were just, we were just dying. And it seemed like no one else was feeling the heat like we were. So I was just like, I can't, I can't take this. I, um, my, my original plan was to go from Merida to Playa. And, you were going, you were planning to, to go to Playa. Where was, where was your original plan to go to?
0: I was planning to head to, well, I was going to spend a month in Merida and then afterwards I was planning on heading to Oaxaca.
2: Oaxaca. Right. That's what I can't ever remember the name of that city. So yeah, I was planning on spending um, three weeks in Merida and then heading to Playa for a while. And we both just couldn't take the heat and I ended up, uh, cutting my, my time in Meredith short by one week and just heading to Playa. And I was just like, um, Hey, you want to come with
0: and, <laughs> and
2: you did. So that's, that's kind of how we ended up in Playa.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now I really want to thank you for that. Cause I, I feel like you, like I was just, I was miserable, but in my mind, like I don't know. I I I guess I thought I had to like stick it out because like had Mm -hmm. already invested the money into it. But I think you're leaving like gave me permission to be like, no, it's okay. It's okay to like just like this is not working, and it's okay to leave. Um, So I want to thank you for that (laughs) because I did that. No,
2: well, I mean, I had yeah, we had invested the money, but and I that was a hard decision, but I was just. I looked at those upcoming temperatures and remember it was supposed to be 103 that week. And I just, I just was like, there's no way I'm going to survive that. So I'm just going to have to eat this and go. And I was so glad when you said yes, because um, you coming with me made the trip to Playa a lot easier Um. Having to, because we took the bus, the, um, the auto bus from Nerida to Playa, and your Spanish is a lot better than mine, so that was extremely helpful.
0: <laughs> I don't know if my Spanish is no. Do not deceive the people. My Spanish is not that great.
2: <laughs> it's better than mine. Like you, you know more phrases and words than I do, so that was very helpful. And it always helps to. Have someone there to experience those things with to kind of I don't know it just gives you comfort when you have someone there going through the same thing you're going through so you know it actually worked out good I was glad that that you
0: agreed to come that's true it actually worked out really well I guess I'm just like hard I guess hard on myself about Spanish but yeah I think it it was helpful having someone who could relate to the experience and also just like that I think I, I appreciated that as well. Yeah. And also, also for context, there were there was no AC where we were in case people yes. are like it's 103 isn't so bad. 103 and no AC. Just, just for context.
2: <laughs> well, 103 is bad with or without AC. One o one o three 103 is bad with AC. 103 is unbearable without AC. And yes. I, I don't know what the people of merida are on um, <laughs> but i don't know how they how they survived those summer months without ac because they the the places that we went to they did have ac it wasn't it wasn't on like full blast like i would be having that i would be having that shit full blast but they seem to be okay with it so i don't know it's a great place though i guess we should Talk about, because I don't want it to to seem like we didn't like Merida, because we both really enjoyed Merida. Yeah, um, yeah. The people, the vibe there, the people there are super, super friendly. And the vibe is like, I say it's like a, a big city with a small town vibe.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful place. I would definitely recommend visiting there. Um, and it's like known as like one of the safest cities in like North America. Yeah, um, so yeah. I, we definitely felt safe walking around even at night um like you said the vibe was was great people like were really friendly like multiple times people stopped and asked us if we need help um if we were lost so everyone was, was super nice um I would say if it wasn't for the heat I would have stayed longer um the yeah. food was great too um and they have like museums and things like cultural like activities that you could get into. So it was, a, it's a great city. It's just that heat. It's not, it's not hidden.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it too. And I was a little, I was really disappointed that we had to leave so early because I would have loved to have finished out that, that next week. Um, because like you said, I really love the vibe and the friendliness of the people, the food. Yeah. The food was good, but um, I just, when you're that hot, you you kind of just spend your whole day like trying to find some relief from the heat and there was no relief. Yeah. So as much as, as much as we love Merida and do recommend it, we recommend it for maybe in the fall. I yes. think, yeah, you would not, re- you will not regret it. So I just want to put that out there. I don't want people to think that we didn't enjoy Merida. We did. But um, now we're here in Playa and I have to say I really am enjoying Playa as well. Playa is not as hot as Merida. It's, Playa to me is is
0: regular hot. Would you agree? I would agree, which is surprising because it's like only like four, like four hours. I think it's a four hour drive. And mm-hmm. it's, but it's the 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 weather is like significantly more like better, um, yeah. Like this is bearable. Yeah,
2: this is this feels like Florida, and also the pl- the people here in Playa they believe in air conditioning, unlike <laughs> yes. in Merida they they seem to not believe in it. But and we we were talking like we're trying to figure out why was Mer why is Merida so much hotter like looking at it on the map it just it just makes no sense as to why it's so much hotter there um i just don't understand it i I said it must be built on top of a volcano or something that's the only (laughs) logical explanation we are walking on lava so i don't know i don't know but when we first got here we stayed like closer to where the beach is which is kind of in the touristy part there there are places in playa and let me know if you agree with this sylvia where i believe that you could if you stayed in that area you could survive here on zero spanish it's almost like you would walk i would walk past people and hear like full english conversations and everyone there spoke english was that your experience
0: yeah, you could definitely get by on like little, like I would still know like, you know, how to greet people and things like that, but you could definitely get by on like very minimal Spanish down here. Like the um in the restaurants, the um the waiters, the staff, like everyone um is speaking to you in, in English when they um so that that's like you can definitely get by with minimal Spanish down here. Yeah, like to uh also like bring home your point about the English. Like at one point um, I got sick and needed to go to the pharmacy and I don't, under, like I couldn't read the, you know, but the, like the, the text of the, and um, the store clerk was able to help me in English and translate it in English. So like in the shops, the restaurants, like most of the activities you're gonna get into, like most people will be able to speak to you in English. So it's, it's definitely easy to navigate if your Spanish is minimal. Compared to, say, a Mexico City, like this, if you Spanish is minimal, I would definitely recommend Playa for someone who doesn't know as much Spanish.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. And, yeah, with all the, the cities that we've been to, like both of us spent time in Mexico City uh, separate. And we were in Merida and, and Playa together. And I would say of all three of those places, Playa is the one where you could get by on minimal spanish then merida i ran, i ran across quite a few english speakers in merida too more than i did in mexico city what what about you
0: yeah i would say i mean merida too like it's hit or miss with like the shop owners and the restaurants and things like that that, mm -hmm. but you can there's like still a significant um population of people who speak English. Like, you, like we were walking to the um, the bus, um, the autobus, and we had our, with our suitcases and like two different people like stopped us in English and asked us if we were lost, if we needed help. Mm-hmm. So you'll definitely find people who um, will help you out in English if you need it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true.
2: Which to me, I would have never guessed that of all the places that we've been in Mexico, that that out of those, Mexico City was the one where you needed the most spanish because that's like a like a major international city city. yeah
0: yeah yeah we talked about that too like how um yeah like both of us experienced that in mexico city where you, you definitely do need um more spanish to get around and um that can be that's its own story
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we both had um experiences in mexico city i i enjoyed mexico city it was my first first city that i worked remotely in so i didn't have a whole lot to compare it to um when you were in mexico city i don't know what what did you think about your experience there
0: Um, I'm not gonna lie. It was, it was tough for me. Like not having the, like knowing Spanish as well at that time, um, made it really, really difficult for me. Um, just for the most basic things, like, you know, getting groceries or like, it just made it that much more difficult. Um, and at the time I didn't like, um, I was having trouble with cell service. So I didn't have my link, my language app. I didn't have it like on me like I needed wi-fi to access it so like when I was just out and about I didn't have a language app or like my google maps or like just things that I had come to rely on so it was it it just made things that much more difficult being able to like communicate just the most basic things um but it was I would say it was tough for me just because of I was pretty new to like solo travel and all that. So I think was what made it more difficult, but maybe for someone else who has a little bit more Spanish. And, you know, I think that will, that would definitely help make it the transition easier. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree. I think
2: I would have experienced more because there were times where I just didn't do things because I wasn't really confident in my Spanish, but I had my Google Translate to rely on. So I can't imagine, like what you must have had to go through if, if I if you didn't have you know your google translate and your maps that that makes it almost you know impossible it's very difficult so yeah I can see why your experience would have been what it would have been and then like when I was in Mexico City I met a group of really cool um but uh, they have a really cool black community there of expats and and um, nomads passing through, which I was able to meet. and that really, really helped me have a good experience were you did you have that experience? Were you able to meet anybody
0: when you're in Mexico City or no? So I met a couple people towards the tail end of my trip. um but i was i I was not as i I didn't do what you did. Like you beforehand reached out to people, and I was just like, I'll just you know, go there and Um, Maybe like a week or two before I was like start like getting on the Facebook groups, but I didn't do um, as much like reaching out as I I could have done. And so when I got there, it was just very overwhelming, and I didn't know anybody. And it's not like you can just like you see people out and about. It's like a city of like like twenty five million people, so you you're not seeing people just walking out, like you're not connecting with people that way. I should say. Um, and so, yeah, I think I was relying on more like natural connections. Like I would just, maybe I would see someone in a restaurant and I would say hi or like things like that, but that was not like just the amount of people in that city alone is not conducive to just, you know, you know, like you would just meet someone in like a grocery line and say, hi, um, like that's not, that's not happening. So I think I, I, if I had done more like legwork beforehand and like reaching out to people, it would have been, that would have helped, but I didn't. So I think that was also another thing. I was in a new city. I didn't know anyone. Um, like I didn't know the language. I was like feeling lonely and it was just all of those things that just kind of made it <laughs> not great. <laughs>
2: yeah, that, that does make a difference. Like if if I think about my Mexico experience and if I remove that element of me meeting those awesome people that I met, Then, yeah, my experience, it brings it down because that was, that was a lot of it. So, um, yeah, I would, I would recommend if anyone is planning to go to Mexico City, if you're traveling solo, um, yeah, reach out to, there's plenty of Facebook groups. That's what I did. There's plenty of Facebook groups that you can join and um, reach out to the black community there before you get there if you want to try to um because they're they're always doing things you can like go to some of their functions and it will definitely help your experience there And it will curtail some of the loneliness that comes with
0: traveling solo also i would add it definitely matters where you're going and like like knowing yourself and the type like knowing the vibe of the place like mexico city because it's it, it's it's a big city so it's um it's definitely more fast paced than like a playa. Like just like this weekend, we were like just out and about and we met some really cool ladies. Just we were sitting there and they said hi to us. And so like that's definitely more the vibe here in Playa. Like people will um like you'll see people out and about and you can like talk to them and it's it it, it feels more easier to connect with people than I would say Mexico City. Um so that that I think that also um, is something to consider, just like where you're going and the vibe of the city.
2: I yeah, I one hundred percent agree with that. yeah, um, th- there have been many times where we have been just walking around Playa and we would see other black people. Um yeah, black black folks are up in Playa for sure. <laughs> and then um, Rachel, um our friend that we that we met here she kind of hooked us to some of the Instagram pages that you can follow that will show you like what's going on. They always have things going on here. So um, that that's something that um, I, I really like. And I also did, I did the same thing in Merida. I reached out before I got there and got connected with um, some Black ladies that were having something that they invited me to and I met some really awesome women, and you know, um, had a really good time. So, uh, right now, like I said, we are in Playa, and this is your last day in Playa. So, you are actually leaving tomorrow. And tell us, like, where are you going, and how are you? How are you feeling right now? Are you? nervous scared excited like what what are you feeling right now that today is your last day in Playa <laughs>
0: um yeah I'm feeling all the things yeah we just <laughs> hearing you say this is my last day I don't think it like registered for me that like I know it but like hearing it said out loud was like oh yeah yeah that hit different because <laughs> I've I've really enjoyed um my time here and so I'm feeling bad, I'm feeling like kind of sad to be leaving, um, but also excited about, you know, what's to come and nervous and yeah, all of the things. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling a little, a little sad too. I'm I'm leaving the day after you. So my time here is short too, but um, I'm going home for a little while, but you are moving on to Spain. That kind of gets, gets me to like what I really wanted to talk to you about. And and the main reason why I wanted to have you as part of my podcast, because you are on a sabbatical. And I have, been, I have never met anyone that's actually do, done a sabbatical before, let alone a black woman. So I'm very interested. And I think that other people will be very interested in your story. So I wanted to ask you about what were you doing before your sabbatical before you started and then what was it that inspired you like to take a sabbatical? How did you how did you come to that decision that you were going to um take a sabbatical?
0: Yeah. So um before that before my sabbatical I worked in um arts education, um mainly nonprofit and um like up op- the operation side. And I uh was working a, a nine to five and um I actually um had some flexibility with my job because we were um remote um so that was um that was great and that um I was around that time I was um like watching a lot of content and podcasts around um, folks who are moving abroad, digital nomads, people taking sabbaticals. And I actually like had, like I knew I wanted to take a sabbatical at some point. Um, I was thinking maybe in a year or two. Yeah, no, 2024 was my goal, June 2024. And so I was um, actually like saving towards that goal at that time. And just a couple of things, like happened at work that kind of just made it just clear to me that um, it was time to leave. And I was looking for um, another position and I was, I was um, doing, and I was job searching and I just was, I was already feeling burnt out and just adding job searching on top of that, it just kind of just, I I got to a point where I was like, this is, this is too much. And I I just, Mm -hmm. I really want to break right now. I just really just want to just like leave all this behind and just, just have a moment to myself where I can just be and just figure out what I want to do next. Like, I don't think I ever had that moment. Um, I know we talked about um, like gap years before and I felt like Mm -hmm. the, that luxury of having a gap year and I never had that um so I think for me it was just like I, I knew I needed a pause to just um figure some things out by that point I had been saving um because I think I had, I was like halfway towards my goal uh I, I was my goal was 25,000 by June mm-hmm. 2024 and this was this was June 2022 actually so and I, I had saved like 10,000 so a little less than halfway and I was like you know I will just see how like far I can take 10,000 and I didn't expect to, it to honestly be like this long. I just thought I'll take a couple months couple months off and then I mean I'll just I'll be doing the same thing like looking for a job anyway. So like what's the like what is there to lose? Oh, I should say that um, I was working remote and um, I had, at that time, I I, um, was in um, Canada. Um, Mm -hmm. I had uh, worked it out with my job that I could work remotely from Canada for two months over the summer. And I think, so that was like part of my dream of like, I wanted to go abroad and um, just experience that. And I think I realized it was great that I was abroad, but I also was still working, like, a full-time job. And, yeah, I, I like, I would get to see, like, like I was in uh, Montreal, I think, at the time. Um, so I would get to see, visit, and explore a little bit, um, but mainly on the weekends, because, like, I had to work 9 to 5, and then afterwards, I was, you know, tired, and I just wanted to chill. So it, it kind of also... Um, helped me see that like this this I it was great that I was abroad, but this isn't the way I wanted to be abroad. like i I knew that like this that life wasn't sustainable for me anymore. and I wanted to travel more. and I just was like this is this is the time. like if not now, then 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 when like I have some money saved. let's let's just go, let's just travel, let's see what's out there. and,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: we can always come back and find another job.
2: Well, I, I think that a lot of people can relate to that story and, and what you were going through. Like that feeling of there's got to be more than this, more to life than this. And just that burn, that burnout feeling for sure. I know that a lot of people can relate to that. And that, and yeah, we were talking about Um, gap years and sabbaticals and how when I was younger, like that was unheard of in the, in black people didn't take gap years. Like when you graduated high school, people are just like, okay, what college are you going to? Like you go immediately from high school, you go straight to college or the military or what have you. If you start talking about, oh, I'm going to take a gap year, um, you know, just to, myself or whatever yeah black folks weren't trying to hear that that was called (laughs) being a bum (laughs) right like that was that was some white people white people did that so um and and taking a sabbatical like you're just gonna you know not work and and take some time off just to to figure out what your next move is like that was looked at as you're just being lazy or being a bum and and so I'm so glad that the narrative around that for black folks is changing because um I think a sabbatical is is can be very beneficial and I think more people should take them because more and more people are just burning themselves out. Burnout is is a real thing. So I think that that's really cool that you listen to your listen to yourself and you decided what you wanted to do and you made it happen. So that's really impressive. I, I really admire that. It made me want to take a sabbatical. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you, okay, so you saved your, you had a, a goal of how much you wanted to save and you started saving. And then you decided, okay, um, I'm just going to go ahead and go. How did you choose like where you want it to go. How did you pick your how did you pick your destination?
0: Yeah, so I've been following um I wanna say since like late 2022 I've been following um like different podcasts and YouTube channels about um like different expats um and digital nomads. And uh, so I had a couple of countries on my list just from what I was hearing like, was popular among, amongst digital nomads, um, so that's where I kind of started, like, what, like, other people were saying, um, just listening to, um, that, and, um, Mexico City kept on coming up, it was, like, close by, it was close enough that if I, like, didn't like it, like, I, I, I wanted this to be as, like, low, low no, no risk, right, like, it was, it was still, it's still risky, but, like, I, was still like building up my confidence and like believing that I could do it, that I could actually do it. And so I think just knowing that like it was just like a, a two hour flight away. Uh, if I wanted to just like come back to the states, I could just it just hop on the flight and get back. So I think that um was one of the reasons it was top of my list. And I just had heard really good things about it. It's an international city. Um Great, great food, um, the cultural activities, there's so much to do there. So I figured I would have like things to do. And um, I knew there was a, a like a, a, a big expat community there. So I figured it would be easy to um, meet people that way too. Um, so those are the things I was considering at the time. Um, I think had I done more research on things like uh, we were talking about earlier, like like language, Um, I think I would have chosen (laughs) differently. Um, I probably would have chosen Playa if Mm -hmm. I had considered um, like how much language would pay a factor into my experience, Um, which sounds like duh now, but like at the time I was like, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, like they're figuring it out. The expats there are like, because I also watch videos and people are like, you could like you can get by with minimal Spanish. Just I'm not a big city person, so like things like that. I think I like I could have like I, I knew that for myself, but I think it, like Mexico City just confirmed that for me. Um, so I think um, and it's, it's all just experience. I learned more about myself, so I, I don't regret it. Um, but I think for people who are thinking about like picking a city or picking like their first destination or whatever. Um, those are some things I would recommend thinking about: just the type of vibe you want, uh, language, uh, the community there. Um, yeah, you know, sort of knowing things. knowing what's
2: important to you, looking for those things. I think I think you're you're exactly right. And I I just want to reiterate like something that you said about um, Mexico City. I I also was when I was doing my research to go there. I was getting a lot of the, oh, you can get by on minimal Spanish. And I mean, they, they're they not wrong. You can, but what we're saying is that it does impact your experience. That's the thing. Um, I agree with you on that. And then um, also when you were saying when you were talking about figuring out like what you, what you like, you knew that you're not a big city person, but you still went to Mexico anyway. And those kind of experiences, they just help you learn more about yourself. I think we both have learned so much about ourselves in these past few weeks. And travel does bring that out in you. <laughs> you learn like what you what you like, what you don't like, what you value, like all of those things.
0: Yeah, I think um, that's why Like, I don't regret any of my experiences, like, like the challenges, like, it, it's all like, it's all learning. I like, there's one of my favorite quotes. It's like, there's no failure. It's all, it's all learning. Um, so I definitely like, like take that to heart. Like it's, I'm learning more about myself as I go. And, um, cause there's just some things you just won't know until you get there. One of my favorite things about being in Mexico is just how, um, generous the people are. Um, Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes.
2: Yes. And that's that's in all three cities uh, yes. in all of Mexico. Um, I'm just blown away by how friendly and helpful um, the people in Mexico are. And because I was expecting like, you know, kind of like how um, in the United States, if people, you know, have an accent or don't speak the language, you know, we'll get frustrated with them. It's like, oh, they don't know. They don't know English or why they come here. if They don't know English. Like I, I was expecting that type of
0: frustration with me. But no one ever got frustrated with me. Like I should know, like it's I'm in your country, so I don't expect you to know. Um like my language. I should know your language. Like those experiences are like beautiful and it's 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 challenging, but it's beautiful. But also I think like to the point of like how difficult it is, it's like that for like every meal you you go to, for like every time you go to the grocery store. It's like having to like navigate that with everything you do. I think that's that's the thing I didn't think about. Like I knew like it would be difficult, but I didn't think about like just the small things of like, I need to get. Milk and eggs, and like you know it's like now I have to you know, like just basic things, like asking for directions or like it's it's the yeah. smallest things that like accumulate until like like and it just it just adds up um,
2: yeah it can get it can get really tiring, I remember, yeah, i and I didn't think about that either. I was just like, oh, I'm gonna go spend a month in Mexico. And I will have my Google Translate, and I will be good. And you don't, it didn't really hit me, and we were talking about this, it didn't really hit me until, so so I flew from Tampa to Houston. And then in Houston, from Houston to Mexico City, so um, I'm sitting at the gate in Houston, and um, they're doing the announcements for the flight, and They they do it in English and then they do it in Spanish and then everybody around me is speaking Spanish and I have no idea what's going on. And then that's kind of when it first hit me like, oh, did I think this through good enough? (laughs) And so, so I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So I get on the plane. And when we touch down in Mexico City and you and then that's when you first hear, oh, oh, everything is in Spanish. Like fundamentally, you know that, but it does not hit you until you you get there and it's like, oh, oh goodness, Like, yeah, I have no idea what's going on, right? <laughs> everything is in Spanish. Then it's, then you start questioning your decision, I did. I start questioning like, did I think did I think this through? Well, at this point, you know it's too late. Now I'm here. I'm gonna have to make it work, and and we did. And you know that that kind of tells you. It told me that no matter what situation I'm put in, I will, I'll survive. I'll figure it out. It may be difficult, but we we made it work. We 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 got
0: through it. Like there were a couple moments of like, like what have I done? Um, but I'm going to say the, like, one of the hardest moments. Because um, Mexico City has, like, um, like earthquakes. Um, I want to say semi-regularly. Yeah, um, it, regularly. They do have them regularly. <laughs> the ground is always... And I didn't know that before I got here. Like, I don't feel like that's common knowledge. It's or not. at least not to me. Not um, <laughs> and I remember... But the <laughs> siren is more, like... I don't like I don't I didn't know what it was because you know Mexico City there's a lot of noise. There's cars honking, there's a yeah, the little very noisy um with, with going around with the furniture. There's there's, there's mm-hmm. so much going on. So like the siren just seems like another noise. It does not register register in my brain as like get up and go. Um so I remember um the first time experiencing an earthquake and I didn't I didn't know what was going on I was just chilling I was watching TV and I see my neighbors like going down the stairs and I'm like huh that's okay like a couple go down and then more go down and I'm like okay this is okay what's going on here but I don't I don't know um and I'm like like is this my like now my instincts are like is like, are we are we in danger? Like, what's what's going on? And so it's like, um, it yeah, it you, it's from the smallest things to like things like a natural disaster that yeah. you realize like, oh, language is important. Yeah. <laughs> being able to communicate with someone else is in their language is important. That hit me as like, oh shit, like wow, I could have died. Okay. Get to know <laughs> like I did not know that was happening um so <laughs> moments like that like it's like it's scary but it's also like like you said it's like wow like I did that like I mm-hmm. somehow figured it out I somehow survived that and it's just yeah just a, like affirms like like I can I can do like anything like if I can yeah. do if I can figure this out then I can figure the next thing out and I can figure the next thing out. Exactly. You got, yeah, you got this. It's like, I've been in situations before that
2: were out of my comfort zone. So I can figure, I figured that out. I can figure this out. So yeah, travel, travel is good. It's good for that. You're um, honing your survival instincts. So my, the last thing I wanted to ask you about was, um, I feel like when, when people hear this, they are going to, a lot of people are going to be like me and going to be like, um, yeah, that sabbatical thing. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of burnt out uh, women out here. And um, so let's say there's a, um, a person out there and she is feeling like how you're feeling. She's feeling burnt out. And she is ready to take some time off and just do some, some self-reflection and, and travel and, and figure out what her next move is. What type of advice, but she she doesn't know like where to start. So what type of advice would you give that Black woman who is like, yeah, I think a sabbatical is just what I need, but I'm not sure where to where to start or what to do
0: what what would you say to her yeah that's a great question I think for me where I started um I just started following people who were already doing the thing that I wanted to do and I just yeah I guess seeing them do it made it feel possible for me like more of their content and like 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 trying to figure out like just yeah seeing what they were doing and how um uh, like the different tools that they used. Um, so some looking at people who are doing what you want to do and start there. Um, I think even just being surrounded by that, that energy. Um, Cause I think we can, we can think that like, it's not possible for us, um, but just kind of like demystifying that and just seeing that this is a person and somehow they made This happened, this thing that I want, they made it happen. Like, how? And just like, um, how, but also like believing that it's not too far out of reach for me. Like, it's possible for me. If they can do it, I can do it. So I just need to figure out how they did it and then I can do it too. Do you remember any,
2: um, I don't know if you know right offhand, but can you think of like any specific content creators that you follow that you found particularly helpful? That maybe um you could recommend maybe if you yeah. if you don't remember, that's fine. But if if is there one that maybe stood out?
0: Yeah, um, I recommend um Stephanie Perry's a good one. Um uh, she does sabbatical and um house sitting content and um also talks to like just expats and travelers um and um who else I um i just i always list all but like stephanie perry picky girl travels the world um uh black woman travel um also i followed uh flourish in the F- foreign um she on the loose um those were some of the people i was um and the great thing is that they were they all were interviewing other women. So it was just seeing like and they all of them like were interviewing black women. So just seeing like out their their stories, but also like like hundreds of other stories, of black women traveling and and like um just choosing themselves. I think that made it feel like, oh, this is possible for me. Um and they also gave practical advice um, about how to get started. Um, so definitely, um, like looking up, like uh, like how to how to take a sabbatical. Like they, um, Stephanie Perry, I know, does a lot of like um, Stephanie Perry, and she does on the loose do a lot of sabbatical content. Um, okay. So yeah, okay. I would start I'll there, to, and I'll try
2: to um, maybe um link those in the show notes for the people listening as well i know um picky girl travels i i watch a lot of her stuff and um yeah she has some great resources so i recommend that too so and um now you we can follow they can follow you you are you need to add yourself to those people (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, tell uh, we're gonna wrap things up, but tell everyone where we
0: can follow you um, on social media. Sure. I'm at I am Sylvia Martin on iG uh, mainly on IG. Um, so yeah, you can um, keep up to date with me on iG. Okay, yeah,
2: which I already do. but uh, and I, I want to <laughs> say before we go, I want to reiterate again, thank you, thank you, thank you again, Sylvia, for. Um, not only being my first guest, but also your encouragement um, and your belief in me and helping me get this podcast off the ground. Like I can't stress oh, enough how oh, instrumental, because before I came here, my podcast was, was a thought in my mind. And after listening to you and being around you, like, I'm on episode number two. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, and, girl. <laughs> and you, I've learned a lot from you. you. You taught me that I have to celebrate the the small wins. Like, I'm so used to just looking at what is left to do that I never look at what I've already accomplished. And that is something that I have learned from you, to be able to stop and and appreciate what I've already done and to to celebrate. When I put up my first episode, you orchestrated a two woman dance party. (laughs) Um, We were playing Michael Jackson and we celebrated and we were dancing. And um, I appreciate that. So (laughs) Um, thank you. Thank you you again.
0: Thank you. I honestly, I just, I love just seeing your growth and just, like you have so 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 many good ideas, and I just love like your heart for Black women, and um, just seeing Black women like experience more ease. Um, so I I just love that. Uh, so I yeah I'm I, I I'm super proud of you. This is amazing. So keep on keep on keeping on. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what you're gonna continue to do in the future.
2: Thank you. All right, I'm gonna let you go. Yeah.
1: And safe travel. Thank you.
2: Bye. Bye.
1: I hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Sylvia. What did you think about her dropping everything and getting her eat, pray, love on? Send me a message on Instagram or leave me a comment on Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think. Personally, I love it and I wish more Black women could take sabbaticals. If you are like me and you do have a desire to become location independent, but you're not sure how, I created a guide to working remote and traveling the world that will guide you through what steps to take to achieve that lifestyle. The link to grab your copy is in the show notes, along with the link to the Femme Noir Nomads Facebook group. The Facebook group is where you can meet other remote workers who love to travel, share information, and maybe even find a travel buddy. Finally, if you enjoy hearing about these amazing women in travel, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help more people discover the show. And I can't wait to bring you more incredible stories. See you in the next episode. I love us.